also an obstacle that prohibits us from living out our life fully. You pointed out to me a while back that the most richest place, the wealthiest place on this earth is in the graveyard because that's where so many treasures and dreams have died and been laid to rest because they never went and entered into God's purpose that he has for the individual's life. There are several reasons for laziness. Low energy, one of them, which comes from not eating correctly, not sleeping correctly, and stress. And then there's this thing called forgotten motivation. Now, if it was good enough reason to begin something, then it should be good enough reason to continue to pursue it. But somewhere along the line between beginning a pursuit in something and attaining that pursuit, we have a thing called forgotten motivation. Let's go to the scriptures, Hebrews 3.14, and let's see and deal with from a spiritual manner, from the height of it all, the, what God is trying to tell us about remembering our motivation and not forgetting what it is that motivates us. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14, it says, For we are made partakers of Christ. And then it's got this little two-letter word, which is the biggest word in the dictionary. It's got a word called if. You see it there? Yeah. If. So it's saying we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the what? Yeah. He that endures to the end shall be saved. Those are the words of Jesus, right? Chapter 24, I think we're at verse 13, somewhere along in there. So what Jesus, what, what the word of God is saying here is that whatever motivation that we started with, we got to end with if we want to win this thing. I mean, really, we do. You know, so many of us have what we call lost motivation. And lost motivation will keep us from attaining what God has for us. Now, we're going to get into some good stuff here today. And that's going to kind of like crank us back up for next week when we get into the deeper things again of God. But we, so, so, so I got to get us back to that area. So we're going to deal with some stuff here today about inheritance and how laziness can keep us from our inheritance. But it says here that if we continue in our confidence steadfast until the end, we can be made partakers of Christ. The Bible says another thing that causes uh, laziness is we tell ourselves it's not worth it. I bet I hit a nerve on that one, didn't I? Amen. I bet all of us have run up on that one before. It just ain't worth it. I see the lady smile. It ain't worth it. 
You know what I'm saying? You know, we want to we just throw our hands up and forget about it. But this is what the word says about it. It's not worth it. When we simply fold up and quit. 2 Thessalonians 3.10 tells us that if a man don't work, he don't have a right to eat. So if it's not worth it, then you don't have a right to have it. If you made the decision in your mind that it's not, it ain't that God made the decision. No, you made the decision that it ain't worth it. God say what God has put together, let no man put asunder, but you say it ain't worth it. You say. But who are you? Are we bigger than God? Do we know more than God? But we say it ain't worth it. Another reason for laziness is fear. Fear will immobilize you just like Lot's wife. She was afraid to leave that hell-ridden place that she knew about called Sodom and Gomorrah. And she had received the instructions not to look back. So she's going to this little place called Zoar, which means live. Now the angel had told them to go to the mountain, to the high place. But they didn't feel worthy of going to the high place. So they said, just let me go over here in this little bitty place. Because I don't feel worthy of getting up on the mountaintop. I don't feel worthy of allowing God to really do what he wants to do inside of my life. So what they do? They go to this little place. Too many times we sell for less. And God wants to give us so much more. So fear causes us not to go to that other place. So now we begin to look back and we start uh, rationalizing all the things that went wrong. We sung a song the other night about how the enemy continues to remind us of all the times that we failed. Don't tell you about the times that we succeeded. You say, you got a pretty road. Right over in that corner, pretty white road. Right over in that corner is a black spot. Or you got a pretty black road, right over in that corner is a white spot that ain't supposed to be there. And what happened? It shows everything to be negative. You see what I'm saying? It accentuates. See, for some reason or another, we tend to magnify that which is smallest in the negativity in our life. And we forget to look at all of this other stuff that we got that God has blessed us with life, health, happiness, children, you know, all these good things that mean something. At least the law of salvation. Oh, that's cheap to me. We play it real cheap. We put it on the back burner, and that's the most important thing we can have. Fear. So what fear does is while you're moving forward, when you're looking back, you become immobilized. You become a pillar of salt because we're the salt of the earth. 
and salt need to be moved. But all of a sudden we look back and it kills us our, our future because now we immobilize ourselves and we say, wow, I'm stuck right here where I am in this life. No, you're not. You stop looking back, you can go forward again from the present. You don't go forward from looking back here. You go forward from where you are today. See where you are today. Then you go forward from there. You can't go forward looking back here. See it. See it. And then there's a thing called lack of control that causes us to be lazy. A lack of control. Second Timothy 3, 3 talks about how in the latter days, the days that we're in now, that man will be high-minded, heady, he'll be truth-breaking and all that. But then he has a word in there that says that man will also be incontinent. That word incontinent means to be out of control. Man is liable to do anything at any time. And when he doesn't have Jesus in his life, he's really liable to do anything at any time. I'm talking about man. Lack of control. And then there's this thing that we really want to get in today is about lack of purpose. Somebody say purpose. purpose. You got to understand purpose. We're going to deal with purpose today. Now, let's look at Ephesians 1, chapter 11. Ephesians 1, chapter 11. I need you to go there because I want to teach you just a minute about something involving purpose. How many of y'all ever heard of predestination? Y'all heard of being predestined for this, yeah. predestined for that. But how many of you know that being predestined is not automatic? See, that's false teaching. So we're going to get some understanding today on what God is talking about predestined. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. Are we there? Amen. Look at here. In whom also who? We. we. Somebody say we. We. Have done what? Obtained. Obtained. I have obtained. You have obtained. We have obtained a what? An inheritance. Now what's an inheritance? Something that has been passed down to you after the death of somebody. Christ. When he died for us, he left an inheritance. For us. Now, look at this word very, very closely here. It says, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated, uh -huh, according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, not after the counsel of your own will, but after the counsel of his own will. You know, I know that God knows better for us than we know by ourselves. Amen. So this word we call predestined. He said that we have obtained an inheritance 
being predestined according to the purpose of him. God has a purpose for all of our lives. Not some, but all of our lives. That's the first thing you've got to understand, is that God has, actually does have a purpose for all of our lives. The next thing that you've got to understand is that God has predestined an inheritance for you in that purpose, Sister Tommy. You've got to understand that. We also have to understand that through this predestined inheritance, we have to enter in if we're going to maintain and obtain and retain the purpose so that we can get the inheritance, we've got to enter in into the purpose that God has given us through the counsel of not your own will, but his will. You want to know why your salvation ain't working right if it ain't working right? You want to know why your home ain't working right if your home ain't right? You want to know? Yeah. Do you really want to know? Then you need to enter in and find out what God's purpose is in your life. And when you find out what God's purpose is in your life, it is then and only then that you're going to be able to attain the inheritance that God has for you. Because when God breathed the breath of life into your life, he said that he brought in a purpose with it in accordance to his own will, or in accordance to the counsel of his own will. So when God came into our life, God brought purpose with it. Somebody say purpose. Purpose. He brought purpose with it. And when he brought purpose with it, God said, now look, in order for you to obtain this inheritance that I have for you, then you are going to have to find out what your purpose is. And the reason that people become lazy is because they've got a lack of purpose. They don't know who God is. They don't know what God is in them. They don't know how God works in them. Yeah. You see, the only way we're going to ever understand this thing is we're going to have to understand yeah. what God has to say about this situation. If we want to get better, And the evidence of, of laziness is what laziness will do. I'm going to come back to that purpose. I ain't through with that. I'm going to come back on that on the ladder. But I want to give us some of the evidence of laziness so that we can see ourselves. I don't want you to see nobody else. I want you to see us, yourself, individually. This is what House of Destiny is about. Looking at self. It's about getting, let every man work out his own salvation with fear and trembling, and thus saith the Lord. Some of the evidence of laziness is slave labor. Proverbs 22, 7 says that the borrower is a servant, which is a slave to the lender. Sound like the borrower. He borrows what? Because you're lazy. If you're not lazy, you won't have to borrow. Because you'll put up 
and you'll store up and you'll use wisdom. The reason why we're a day late without a shot is because we're lazy. We don't learn and we don't understand that with money comes, you got to have wisdom with it. A fool and his money, it is written, will soon depart. It's written. That's what a fool will. I've been a fool and I know. You'll be looking around looking crazy and we don't have a doubt. I ain't going to want to be crazy up in here. Slave labor, Proverbs 22, 7. Then it brings a thing called poverty. This is what laziness is. Now, poverty is not only in the physical, but it's in the spiritual too. See, some of us are too lazy to read our Bible and really get into God. You got a pop impoverished spirit. I'm not here to denounce you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to point out to you what we're doing wrong. There's got to be some changes in our life. Otherwise, we're just coming to church for nothing. This, you know, it'll just become a social routine. Will it not? Proverbs 10 4. Hang around in Proverbs a minute. Proverbs 10 4. We can get this same thing. I'm just going to encapsulate it right quick. He becomes poor that deals with a slack hand. See, that's what laziness will do. Uh-huh. You deal with a lazy hand, a slack hand, and you will become impoverished. You'll be poor. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving you what the word says. Word no more than I know about it. I'm just a message. Y'all see it there in 10, folks, Proverbs, don't you? He become poor, they deal with a slack hand. That's what it'll do to him. But look at another thing it'll do. It'll cause us to be in a deep sleep, and it'll also cause us to be hungry. Look over here in Proverbs 19, 15. You get that say amen. It's talking about slothfulness. That's laziness. It casts us into a deep sleep. And an idle soul shall suffer hunger. The word idle means what? Lazy. If people lay in the bed, and I've done it before, I was depressed and lay in the bed at 3, 4 o'clock in the evening and be going crazy. You can't lay in the bed for so long before you start going crazy. You start hallucinating. That thing will start looping in your mind. Negativity. Yes, it will. Now, you might lay there a few days before it starts doing it, but I guarantee you, you lay there long enough, it starts doing it. You won't be able to get a good start. See, see, because the man was made and designed to be on the move. When you stagnate a person, that's, that's slow death. That's why it just ain't good enough to have a vision, but you got to have a progressive vision. It's got to be moving at all times. Vision just ain't enough. Can't work. The anointing just ain't enough. A lot of y'all don't understand it, but I showed it to you in the Bible. You got to have power in the anointing. See, Jesus, he was anointed when he came up out of the, the Greek book of Luke. 
He was anointed when he came up out of the Jordan. But it was until after he went through the wilderness That's right. that he returned from the wilderness, the Bible says, with the Holy Ghost and power. He went in, it says, full of the Spirit. He was full of the Holy Ghost. This whole bunch of people got the Holy Ghost, but they don't have no power. They speak in tongues and roll on the floor and do all this, but they ain't got no power. I stood right here. I know what power is. Ain't you working now? Two weeks ago, from this pulpit, it was spoken. And then the intercessors took it up. Now you might think other people praying for you when they tell you they're going to pray for you, but I hear it out today that we pray for you. We just don't tell folks we praying, we're going to pray for you. No. We pray and then we back it up. And that's what we're about here. See, you, you, you got to know what kind of power you're working with. Where all you got to do is release the word. And when the word is released, things will happen. You ain't got to make God. You can't make God do nothing. You can't put a person on their knees and beat them across the head and have them holler, Jesus, 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 Jesus. When all you got to do is you believe you healed, then be healed. You believe you made a job, then be a job. You believe you healed, then be healed. It's your faith that has made you whole. Yo. Let's look at some of the evil. See, I don't be forgetting what we come across this bullshit. I don't care if it's two or three years. I don't forget. I don't forget. It's not my job to forget. It's my job to remember so that I know that God spoke. <coughs> see it all the time. People get excited. It's just another thing when I see it. Because I expect him to do it. That's his job. That's what that's his job, to do it. What we call miracles ain't miracles to God. It's just normal things. Man. If he wants to do it, he'll do it. If he don't, he don't. But it ain't no miracle to him. Because he's God. It's just him. It's a miracle to us. But it ain't the evils of laziness. Well, confused insight. That's easy. When you confused, and by the way, I'm gonna bless everybody. I want you to bless everybody with a CD today of this last episode, those that won't. Confused insight. Let's go to Proverbs 26, 16. Let's deal with this confused insight. Because a lot of us run up on this. We get confused sometimes, don't we? Amen. Everybody get confused sometimes. Sorry. So you don't stay that way. <coughs> Proverbs 26, verse 16. Are we there? Amen. Look at what the word says about confused insight. Verse 16 says, The slutter, that's the lazy, is wiser in his what? In his own eyes. The sluggard is. A lazy person is more wiser in their own conceit, in their own pride, in their own eyes, than seven men that can render reason. Good God. The Bible says the most counsel to have safety. But a lazy person, a feel that, okay, I got this. And 
Wisdom is over here trying to say, you know, you don't have it. But in the lazy person's mind, they really have it. It's right here. You see it. The slugger, that's the lazy, is wiser in his own conceit than seven men. Now, seven is the perfection of God. Than seven men that can render a reason. That means he won't listen to wisdom. But he'll listen to his own self. And his own self has made him impoverished because laziness is set in, you see. Some people would rather in, uh, in, 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 they would rather keep believing a lie than believe what God says and change what they've been taught or the way they preconceive something to be. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. It's hard sometimes for people to change the way that they believe. You, you really can't help a person. That's almost like trying to help Jihad to be a Christian. I mean, it's a very difficult task to, 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 to maintain. At least in all of time. But let's look at 1 Corinthians 8 2. 1 Corinthians 8 2. First Corinthians 8, 2 tells us that it's talking about that man that thinks he's wise in his own conceit. Go read 1 Corinthians 8, 2. Amen. Are we there? Amen. The word of the Lord says if any man, not just a man, but if any, any, that covers all of us. If any man think that he knoweth anything, he don't know nothing yet as he ought to know. So that, 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 that puts everybody on a level playing field, don't it? Everybody. Ain't gonna get Galatians 6.3. He's gonna hit you again. Galatians 6, verse 3. Over there. Galatians 6.3 says, For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. That's Galatians 6.3. The reason why we teach here is because we want people to know what the Bible says. We don't want you to know what man says. We want you to know what the Bible says. When you see it for yourself. Because that's what's wrong now. You got preachers read two scriptures and go to hop. Go to run off at the mouth. Go to talking about, well, my dad told me this, Joel Osteen. Or this and over here told me that. I don't want to hear what your dad told you. I want to hear what Jesus said. Amen. I'm tired of these gurus that call themselves preachers. Got all these. Didn't the word of God say that the straight and narrow way few long find it, but that broad way there won't be a whole lot go down that road, and many shall go down in there and be destroyed. Because if you don't know what's in here, and all you got is the gospel of prosperity, you ain't got what you need when this thing really hits. You understand what I'm saying? You gonna need the real deal in order to understand what this thing is all about. Because this is stuff down in here that preachers just don't want to preach. But it needs to be preached. It needs to be preached. Thievery. That's another evil of laziness. 
Mark 11, 17, Jesus said, My house, my father's house shall be called the house of prayer, but you made it a bed of thieves. So that's another thing that laziness to do. Uh -huh. It'll make you set up and make money off God's people in the wrong places. Uh -huh. Oh, it'll do that. It's called a money change. It'll do that. So we have to be careful about that. We have to be very careful about that. That comes from being lazy. So now we'll pimp God, thinking we are pimp God's people. It's called stealing. <laughs> That's what it's called. Another thing, another evil of laziness is that it'll make you lose everything. If you go over here to Matthew 25, verse 23, 26 through 30. Matthew 25. Are we there? Amen. Matthew 25, verse 26 through 30. We're going to have you. We're going to have you tied. We're going to have you tight to this Bible where you know what's in here and you'll know where it's at. Because you're going to need to know. And after you know where it is in the book, then you got to get in your heart. Then you got to get in your heart. Are we there? Amen. Talking about losing it all. That's one of the evils of laziness. Look here. His Lord answered, This is talent. The man with talent. One of them had a talent, buried in his earth, didn't do nothing with it. See, that's that purpose God gives you. Mm -hmm. But you don't do nothing with it. You bury it down in here and you keep it down in here. The Bible says, His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slowful servant. Called him a wicked and a lazy servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sow not and gather where I have not strong. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanger, and then at my coming I should have received my own usher. Take therefore the talent from him. See that? God will take your purpose and give it to somebody else. And give it to him that had ten talents. See what God did? God, when you don't do nothing with your purpose, you'll lose your inheritance. Because when you lose your purpose, you lose your inheritance. Because the inheritance that you've obtained is in the purpose, which is that talent that God gives. He said, look here, I'm going to take it from him, take it from him, and give it to the one that's got ten. God will take from one that ain't got and give to one that has got. Why? Because the one that's got knew what to do to get. So he'll take, because he demands increase, and he'll give it to the one who can bring forth increase. But he'll take from the one that didn't do it. This is the word of God here. This is not my word. This is God's word. It says in verse 28, Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talent. I'm talking about purpose now. Well, look at verse 29. For unto everyone that has shall be given. Did you see that? And he shall have abundance. Did you see that? But from him that hath not, look at that shall be taken away even that which he has. My God. If he ain't already got it, then he's going to take it. That, that, that's strong. Verse 30 says, And cast ye, he didn't even finish with it. Bad enough he took what he didn't have from it, took it too. But he cast ye the unprofitable servant 
into our darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus Christ. Come up perfectly now. See, see, this God said, this is what I'm going to do to those who I've given purpose to. Every man that has breathed the breath of life has purpose. And purpose is a very serious thing to God. And God said, look now, I'm going to demand an interest on what I've given you of me. And if it don't bring forth what it's supposed to bring forth, then I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to do something to you. And I'm not playing. Because my Bible's got to be read. <laughs> so I'm not going to sit here and preach to you a lie just to keep, get you to sit here. No. If you're going to sit here, you're going to sit here because of what God says the Lord. That's right, Sister Todd. It's going to be because of the truth. Because if you hold fast to my teaching, then you will be my disciple. Then the truth will set you free. Amen. There are steps involved in that. Mm -hmm. But let's look at some of the remedies. Look at Proverbs 6, verse 6 through 11, talking about the ant. Proverbs 6, verse 6 through 11. Says here, in verse 6, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. Verse 6 says, Go to the ant, mm -hmm. thou lazy, thou slow, and consider her ways and be wise. You see what it says there? Mm -hmm. Now, you know, that's something God will send you to an ant <laughs> to learn. <laughs> what do you think about that? Amen. Go over there and look at that ant and let him teach you something. My God from God. So man is supposed to be the one that's created in the image and the likeness of God, but God said, go, go see the ant. Go, go talk to the ant. Don't you talk to me. Just go over there and talk to the ant. Or better yet, let the ant talk to you. <laughs> go over there and watch it. You talk to it. Yeah. Yeah. God has a funny way about it. Yeah. He's got a sense of humor. Say, goodness, go over here. I want you, you lazy, he said. Consider her ways, you go over there that ant, and be wise. Which have no guide, overseer, ruler, provided her meat in the summer, gathered her food in the harvest. How long will thou sleep, old sluggard, old lady? When will thou arise out of thy Get a little sleep. Look here, verse 10. Uh -huh. A little slumber. A little folding of the hands to sleep. And look what happens. So shall thy poverty come. Mm. Mm -hmm. as, on, as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. You see what laziness will do? Yes. Well, laziness will hurt us more. Yes, it will. It's nasty. Mm -hmm. It's not good. And God is just pointing out to us what this thing to do to us. But here's another. So one of the remedies of laziness is simply go out there to that ant hill because they're everywhere now. You see fire everywhere. <laughs> Don't get too close because they'll tear you up. But look at it. And just watch. And they'll talk to you. 
You know why they're talking to you? Because God said they will. He said, go and consider this thing. Consider her ways and be wise. Consider it. But another remedy is being spirit in the spirit. Look at Romans 12, verse 11. Romans 12, verse 11. Romans 12, verse 11 says, not slow, but let me read verse 10 too. It says, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. See, that's what we pride ourselves on here at Happy We pride ourselves on brotherly love now. And that ain't just been taught. See, see, love ain't no feeling. Love is a commitment. We have to be committed to one another to, to see us through this thing. It says, be kindly affection, verse 10, one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. See, it's an honor to serve from my standpoint. It's an honor. You may not feel honored, but it's an honor. You can't tell me how to feel about you. See, it's an honor for me to serve you. You might not feel that way about me, but I make my own decisions how I feel about you. And it's an honor to serve you. There's no higher call. It says, in honor, preferring one another, verse 11 says, not slowful in business, not lazy in your business. Because mm -hmm. a man don't work, he don't eat. But he says, being fervent in the spirit, this is one of the remedies for laziness. Serving who? Not yourself. <laughs> See, some of us are fervent in the spirit, serving ourselves. But God wants us to be fervent in the spirit, serving him. See, that's how we discover that purpose, which has that inheritance in it that's been predestined for us. See, the only way we can give what's predestined for us, we've got to attain the purpose. We've got to activate the purpose. We've got to enter into that thing to start working the purpose. Another thing that remedies laziness is in Exodus 20, 15, in the Ten Commandments, it says, Thou shalt not steal. And last but not least, I'm going to deal going back to the inheritance of the promise. That inheritance. I'm going to close this thing. I want you to go with me. First of all, I want you to remember what we said in the beginning in 3, Hebrews 3, 14, about how... God has given us this purpose, and in this purpose, through the counsel of his own will, has predestined this inheritance for us. Don't you remember that? In other words, there's an inheritance that God has for us, but it's locked up in your purpose. Is that clear? Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is an inheritance from God. And it's locked up in your purpose. Now, you're going to have to unlock your purpose in order to get the inheritance, okay? I can't do it for you. But I can show you how to do it. But I can't do it for you. 
Hebrews 6.12. Let's go to Hebrews 6.12. Hebrews 6.12. I want all the family to get a CD on this guy. Don't let them out here without it. And for God's sake, go back and listen. Because a lot of times we miss. But when we get take some quiet time, yeah, and hear what God is saying. Don't hear me. Forget me. Hear God. Hear God. Hebrews 6.12. Are we there? Look here. Still talking about that lady. That ye be not what? Lazy. Y'all ever seen a swap? That thing ain't, boy, that, that thing can be in high gear and you still ain't. I don't even believe fire moving, D. I don't believe you put, you know, a turtle, if you put fire on a turtle, yeah, he got some more gears in. I don't think a slope got no more gears in. I, really, I think you can actually put fire in and he's going at walk speed. Um, <laughs> too much Star Trek. <laughs> too much Star Trek. But look, but look at the word. That ye be not slothful. But look what it tells us to do. But followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. So God puts people in front of us that are already entering in to it. And he said, now this is what I want you to do. I want you to fall in and fall. You see that? He's giving us instructions. See, now this thing, because God said, now I don't have no respected person. The same thing that'll work for one will work for the other. God said, I don't have no respected person, but I do respect your faith. And faith without work is dead. So if you show me a man faith, I'm going to show you his work. And this is what I'm saying. So all that stuff correlates together. He says here that ye be not slothful, which is lazy, but followers of them who through faith. See, you got to get this thing through faith and what? Patience. Remember we talked about unforgotten motivation? See, that's what happens when your faith gets weeks along, week along the way and your patience run out. And you throw your hand up and say, just ain't it. See, see, you won't get it. You won't inherit the promise. The only way you're going to get it is through faith and patience. That's the only way. Just that. Second Corinthians 1.20, and I'm close. Second Corinthians. <coughs> One. Verse 20. Now here's hope, y'all. Here's hope right here. Are we there? Amen. Now remember he's talking about the inheritance. Mm -hmm. And God said that he had given us this purpose through his what? Own counsel. In the beginning, we, we read it, right? Yeah. It was through the, the counsel of his own will that God has determined this purpose for us. And not only that, or his purpose in us, 
and wherever he is in us, so is his purpose, right? And with that purpose, he says that there is a predestined inheritance that we have obtained. He speaks says that we have obtained. That means it's finished. That means it's finished. Now, if God said it, that means God meant it, right? That's a promise of God, isn't it? I want you to look here. This is what I want you to rest on. I want you to rest on the fact. Second Corinthians 1, verse 20 says, for how many promises? All. all. Somebody say all. 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 The promises of God that are in him. See, you got to catch that. In him. Now, to the counsel of his own will, he promised this thing. All the promises of God in him are what? That means I want you to have it. It's confirmed with him. He sought the highest authority. And when he couldn't find nobody else to swear by it, he swore by himself. He said, now, so what I'm going to do is that all these promises that I've made in me about you and about me are, yeah, mm-hmm. But he didn't mean stop there. And in him is also, amen. That means I agree to it. God say, I agree to bless you. Even when you think you're not being blessed. That's when I'm going to work my finest in you. But it only comes through faith and patience. That's where we falter. We falter at that place. We falter at that point. In between faith and in between patience. But God's word says, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen. Unto what? The glory of God by us. Now, some people say that it ain't about you, but it is about you. That's right. And I'm going to prove it to you. First of all, it was about you while Jesus came to die. That's right. Hmm? So, so it's got to be about you. Amen. Huh? It's got to be. So here again, these are wrong teachings. It's got to be about you for God to wrap himself in the body of a man and come down here and die for us. So it's got to be about you. Now, look what this word says. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen. I want you to have it, and I've confirmed it for you to have, he says. Why? 
Because it's going to bring glory to God by who? By yes, right. Now you got it. Now you got it. You see, by entering in into the purpose that God has in your life, what happens is, is God is glorified through us. So it's all about you. It's about you obtaining what God has for you. See, they about Jesus because Jesus had already did it. Now Jesus said, no, it's on you, my man. It's all about you. Now what you won't do? You won't get hurt? It's finished. It's already been obtained. The inheritance has already been passed on to you. But you got to receive and understand what this thing is saying to you in the spirit. You got to come out of this earthly realm where, you know, where all these other things that's preoccupying your mind right now to keep you from entering in to that place where you need to be with God. See, that's a ploy of the flesh and the devil working in cahoots with each other to keep you from understanding that God is trying to give you a breakthrough. And no mind go to plan on you. It's time to quit. It's time to go. I want this. I got to do this. I got to do that. See, that's that demon in cahoots with the flesh to take you away. Because let me tell you something. If the evil one can get you to miss the fact that God has placed a purpose in you, and in that purpose is a divine inheritance that's already predestined for you and you've already attacked. If he can get you to walk out here and not understand that, don't you know you'll miss the boat? If you don't remember nothing else today, you all remember purpose and inheritance belong to me. If you don't remember nothing else, you need to remember that. You don't have to remember all of it, but you do need to remember that purpose and inheritance belong to me. It's yours. Because God promised it, and he said all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. Amen? Give God praise then. Give him praise.